Revelation chapter 21. If you're there, read together from verses 1, verses 1 to verse 3, verses 1 to 3 reading. And I, John, eh, sorry, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. May God bless the reading of his word. Now let us all turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we come before thy throne to seek thy thorough cleansing of all our sins. And as we gather, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word in BBK. We pray, O God, that you would open our eyes of understanding, and in understanding, Lord, our lives will be lived in accordance to what you show us. And Father, we pray that you grant to us a time of blessed learning and concentration. Lord, speak mightily through your Holy Spirit. Show us, O Lord, great and mighty things that will cause our lives, Lord, to be changed. We ask and we pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we are on eschatology, the end times thing. I know we started on um, the Constitution, but I need to finish this. Um, we'll continue with the Constitution. But let me finish right, this chapter on eschatology. Now, please remember there were... Eschatology is the study of the end times things, the things of the future, all right? Now, what is it like? Remember, there are four periods that we have to understand. So as a Christian, you must know that God reveals this future to you. We've seen in the Bible, all right, just want to make sure that we, we see that period. Now, the first period, well, God created men and women and then started the Old Testament and the New Testament period, right? So life on earth. So we have Christ coming and the New Testament. Now, what will happen? What, so this is one period. Now, what is the next period? After that, God tells us that there will be, well, a time, seven years, all right? We'll see Bible verses afterwards. Seven years of great tribulation on earth. There will be great suffering. This is a time where Antichrist, Satan, will arise and rule on earth. God will permit that. God will allow that. These seven years on earth. But before that seven years occur, we saw that the Old Testament and New Testament believers will be raptured, all right? Before the seven years of tribulation occur, the living believers and the, those that are dead in Christ, we will be all caught up in heaven. Christ will come, all right? Christ will come. The silent coming to bring His church to Him. That is when we will get the glorious body, all right? We'll see afterwards, the Bible verses. We will all have the glorious body and be with Christ. But those on earth will begin, the unbelievers, all right, will begin to suffer. And people will be converted in these seven years. Now, so that is the second period. Then the third period, when, now this is the, this is the coming, I just say, this is the first, I would say the second, second silent coming. This is the time when, when will it happen? God says, no man will know that time. No man. But there is a clear second coming where Christ will come. Christ will come with us 
from heaven. And Christ will vanquish all right, um, his enemies. At this point, Satan will be bound for a thousand years. We'll see more of that details afterwards. All right? Now, then there is, that begins the third period of mankind. The third period is the 1,000 years, the millennium, 1,000 years of earthly rule of Christ on earth. With the believers, there will also still be unbelievers at that time, all right? Because as people get born, um, there will be people that are born and they do not accept Christ, all right? So this is the third period. Now, then we read just now, there will be the fourth and the fourth period and this will begin eternity where there is the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem will descend from heaven, all right? From here on, it's only believers. Only believers will live into eternity with God, in God's presence. No sin, no unbelievers, all right? And so these four periods that the Bible show us about the future of mankind. Now, with that, we want to go through some details, all right? This is a great tribulation period. We want to go through some details and have in your heart the understanding of how we come to all this from the Bible. And what are the lessons to learn, all right? What are the lessons to learn? Now, first and foremost, we are living in this period, the church age, all right? The church age. Christ will come for us. Now, the question is, there is in Christianity, right, three and a half, three and a half, there is in Christianity two views about when the rapture occurs, all right? You will hear some believing that the rapture, the believers, we will be taken up into heaven, be the Christ, the dead, they will also, their bodies will be resurrected and they will, their bodies and their soul will meet. The glorious body will be, will be given to us. Now, when will this happen? Is it here? Some believe it is here before the seven years start when Antichrist arises, the rapture occurs. Now, some believe that it is in the middle, in the middle of the three and a half years, all right? Why? All right? Now, I believe in this. I'm not against people who believe in this because there are, in both cases, um, scriptural um, backing, all right? It just depends on how you see those verses. God did not make it explicitly clear, okay? Now, let us look at some Bible verses. Now, first and foremost, let's look at this, the glorious body. How do we know that we will have the glorious body? All right, I collected some verses to help us quickly to go through them. Now, the glorious body. The Bible tells us in Philippians, all right, 3, 20 to 21, and many other places, all right, Corinthians as well. Now, God says in verse 21, well, when our Savior, we look, verse 20, we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus. He's silent coming to receive us, okay? Now, he said, who shall change our vile body? Whether it's the people who are dead, they are corrupt, they are, they are rotten bodies, or our currently still sin-present body, all right? Change our vile body that may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. You see, why do we say that there will be this glorious body given to believers when Christ comes for us? Because the Bible says he will fashion our bodies unto his glorious body. Now, we are not going to be God, all right? But the characteristics that Christ displayed in his 
physical body after he is resurrected, we will have the same thing. All right? Now, according to the working of the power, his power, Christ, when he resurrected, Christ walked through walls. We saw that. It was a locked room. They were praying, and Christ just appeared in the room. All right? but, he, but he had a physical body. They could touch him. So we know that, well, we can walk through walls when we have the glorious body. Now, um, Christ could fly between heaven and earth. Then likewise, we will be able to move between heaven and earth when we have the glorious body, especially during the millennium, all right? During the millennium. So it will be a sinless body, all right? A body that does not sin anymore, a body that you can eat, all right? But you will not fall sick. So that is the body that we will have, a glorious body where we can use the body to worship, to serve God perfectly. So that is where we get the glorious body. Now, why do I want to show you this verse? Because there are Christians who say, don't be foolish, there's no such thing as the glorious body. I remember once um, when we taught this, um, this family, the father said, they're talking rubbish, there's no such thing as the glorious body. All right? told the child that. Well, the Bible says there is. This is what will happen to us. We look forward to that body. Now then, whether is, whether is, whether is pre-tribulation rapture, we call this the rapture, right? The Bible says we'll be caught up. Pre-tribulation rapture or during the middle? Which will it be? Now, why do I take this view that it is before, before the seven years begin? Because, now the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, now he says, well, but of the times and seasons, brethren, you have not need that I write unto you. Now I say, now you yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. The thief in the night, I already mentioned. Now this coming, we do not know when. God says, we do not know when. As a thief in the night, all right? Now I say, so now what, what, when does this coming, the thief in the night, the unexpected coming? Now it says, many will say there's peace and safety, then suddenly destruction will come upon them. And then the travail upon a woman, um, a travail upon a woman, child, they shall not escape. But here, Thessalonians tell us, but let us, we who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet of salvation, be prepared for that coming. In other words, and they say, for God hath not appointed us unto wrath, to wrath, but up to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. God says at this coming, now what will happen to us? He said, be prepared for that coming. And God says, God hath not appointed us to wrath. Now, this period is the period of wrath. The wrath of God, the wrath of Satan on earth, all right? And God has not appointed us unto wrath. Now, those who interpret pre-trip means before the period of wrath, God did not appoint for us to live during this period of wrath, the great tribulation. So, that is why many believe it is before the period of the great tribulation, which God said, I did not appoint you to live at that time, you will be raptured. That is why we believe in that. Now, why do some people believe in the mid-tribulation? Why? Because they interpret this verse as, well, in the second half, all right, the second three and a half years, that is the period of the greatest tribulation. We will see in the Bible after the greatest tribulation period. So they say this is the greatest wrath, this period. So God has not appointed us to live in this period. All right, so, well, I think it's an interpretation of, and God did not make it very clear, which is that wrath, all right? So, 
So that is why there are two views. So you need to understand that. Okay? Now, now we say, well, we understand this, we understand this, we understand this part. Now, what about these seven years? How do we come up with these seven years? Because all the while we just say seven years, seven years, seven years. Now, let us go there. Seven years of great tribulation. Because in the prophecy of the book of Daniel, Daniel was given the prophecy and he said, and he shall confirm the covenant for one week. One week. Who is this he? Satan. All right? Satan and his, um, the Antichrist and um, the false prophet, they will confirm the covenant with many for one week. Now, what is this one week? Well, one day when we studied the book of Daniel, I will explain, but this one week refers to seven years. All right? Later on in Revelation, you will see it's seven years. So you just take it for, for that for now. Seven years. Now, he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. What is it talking about? When the Antichrist arise, may I use another color already? When the Antichrist arise at this point, he will make a covenant with Israel. All right? Now, remember, all believers will be raptured by then. He will now tell Israel, now you can have, I will make a covenant with you, a treaty, all right? That you can now, well, rebuild the temple and worship God, right? So the, the, those Israelites at that time, when they are there, all right? If they're alive at that time because they're not believers yet, now they will have this covenant, promise, peace, peace, I will have peace with you. So all of them will be very happy, all right? Then this, that is why this is the seven years. He will make a covenant with them for seven years. Only seven. Now, what will happen also? Next. I hope you're following. Huh? Now, he says, but in the midst of the week, means in the middle of the seven years, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. In the middle of the seven years, means three and a half years later, after he, he revealed himself, now he will break the covenant and he will say, no more sacrifices to Jehovah. Right? At that time, the Jews that are alive at that time, Israel will turn back to God. Israel will believe in Jehovah, not like now. Right? But as they worship in the, by the three and a half year, he will come and he will spread abomination. <clears throat> he will do abominable things in the temple. All right? He will cause the Jews to cease um, 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 to worship God. Now I say, even unto the consummation. All right? So for, for the next three and a half years, he will rule. He will be very, very, he will show all his wickedness. Now, let us see in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation also tells us the same thing as what Daniel said. Of course, because that what Daniel said is what God says. Revelation is what God says. Now, let's turn, all right, because it's a long chapter, so I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 13. Now, what happens at this time? Revelation chapter 13. Now, this is a long chapter, all right? So, I would read excerpts, all right, certain verses. Now, look up here, look up here. Now, Revelation 13 is going to tell us about the seven years and what happens in the middle of the seven year, all right? So, this is what you're reading. Now, look at chapter 13, Revelation. Now, here we know that in verse 1, well, John says, well, I saw, um, I saw 
a great beast rise out of the sea. So he's given the revelation. Now he says, upon this beast having seven heads and ten horns, and upon the ten horns, upon the horns, ten crowns, and upon his head, the name of blasphemy. All right, all sorts of things that speaks blasphemy about the living, against the living God. Now then he says this, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, um, and his feet were feet of bear, and his mouth the mouth of lion, and so on. Now he had great authority and power. Verse, 13, verse 3, and I saw one of his heads as he were wounded. Now, very interesting. Now he said, he saw a wounded part, injured. Now he says, wounded unto death means one of them, all right, the false prophet, uh, the, the, the antichrist, he will be wounded even to death, like he, he, like he died kind of thing, that kind of very serious wound. And um, uh, his deadly wound was healed. Ah, he will be healed. And the world wandered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon on which, uh, on which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with the beast? You see, Antichrist, when he rises, God says, Well, the, the, he will go through a war. All right? There is a point where there actually some parts of the world, they will fight against Antichrist. It will be a very chaotic world. But he will be wounded, like as if to die. But then he got healed. Now, this is an imitation of Christ. So he will imitate Christ. Christ was wounded, Christ died, and Christ was re Christ resurrected. So he will now begin to imitate everything about Christ to the point where people say, wow, he was dead, and then he arose, and the world will worship him as if like he is God. Now, you look further. Verse 5, And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things, blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Forty and two months, three and a half years. Three and a half years. So that's why it is about years, not weaker. Now, back to this picture. So the Bible tells us, when Antichrist arise, well, he, he will make false peace with the world. And then at a certain point, there will be a battle that will kill him. Wounded unto death. Then he will resurrect. For how long? When does it happen? Three and a half years. That is why exactly in the middle, right, that, great, that great battle, he will now imitate Christ. He will imitate Christ. And for the next three and a half years, 42 months, he is going to do wicked things on earth. Now, next, we say, and he's opened his mouth, verse 6, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God and blasphemed his name and the tabernacle. Ah, you see? Daniel said, he will cause the tabernacle worship to cease. The Bible revelation confirms that. In the three and a half years, he will now break the covenant. Now, and then he says, um, in verse 7, it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Now he will persecute the believers. Remember in here, these three and a half years, although all believers will be raptured here, people will begin to trust in Christ during this period. And Satan, in the second three and a half years, will make great persecution upon believers. All right? Now, then, now let us look at verse 11. They say, and I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Now, this is a second character. So we know here, Antichrist will arise. Then the Bible tells us there's another character that arises. So this is one character. All right, he will imitate Christ. The second character, now this is 
another one, and this will be the false prophet. He will he will have horns like a lamb, but spake as a dragon. Means he will be like a sheep, horns like a lamb, like a sheep. Very deceptive, like a believer, but he will speak as a dragon. All right, this is like a sheep, a dragon in sheep's clothing. All right, so that is now the false prophet. How do we know? All right, he will speak. He will speak now. Look at verse. 12, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth that dwell, that they that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, this is the false prophet that will resurrect Antichrist. All right? Now, then look at verse, verse 14. And he deceived them that dwell on earth. You see this? He will, he will be like a lamb. He will deceive the people. Now, in verse 14, it says, he will use miracles. Now, do you know why the charismatic movement emphasizes so much on miracles today? Because Satan must prepare the world for a world where they will see miracles. Because Antichrist will do that. So, this false prophet, he will perform miracles. Now, by the means of those miracles, he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. And it, verse 15, and he did give power and give life to the image of the beast. So the false prophet will now tell the world to make an image of Antichrist. And they will worship him. And this image can speak. Can speak. That is how powerful the deception, the miracles that will, that will happen at this time. So the false prophet. Now then, in verse 16, oh sorry, now verse 16, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and born, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads. So now anyone, anyone who is on earth at this time will receive a mark on their hand or on their forehead. Now then verse 17, and, and that no man might buy might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast for the number of his name. So at this time, if you don't have the mark of the beast, you cannot buy, you cannot sell. You, you will be persecuted. He will track you down. He will kill you. He will persecute you. Today, we already have that technology in place. COVID-19 revealed that. That everywhere you are, anything that you do, you are tracked. That any time the governments around the world, the world was shocked. The moment that was right, uh, uprising by the transport people, they were shocked. They didn't know that the banks, all the banks in the world, can immediately stop the account of, of these companies, although they live in another country. All these are already linked. They could stop the bank accounts. People then began to realize today, you read in COVID-19 period, we didn't know that the systems are so interlinked. If they want to stop your account, they can stop your account immediately, although it's in another part of the world. All these are in place. They can track you, all right? Microchips are already being invented to put into human beings. So you don't have the mark of the beast. Who will not have the mark of beast? Well, those who believe in Christ at that time, many of the Israelites, they will say, no, we will continue to worship God. Now, what is, the, what is this mark? In verse, in verse 18. Now, here is the wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is a number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. 
Now, this is where we get the mark of the beast as 666. All right? This is a mark. All right? How it is, how it will appear, we don't know. Maybe it's literally 666 in the hand. Remember when we had the, when we had the, when we had the um, 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 Canning Highway rock concert thing, Highway to Hell, they call Canning Highway, Highway to Hell. I never forget that night when I was driving home from our dinner and I saw all the buses around here, they changed their numbers. I wish I took clearer photographs of that. All the buses in Perth changed their number plate to 666. It's amazing. It's scary. As this is one bus after, number, after another in this area was 666. People are already accepting that. So, this is the mark of the beast. This is where we get the 666 from the Bible. Now, so, now then the next one, all right? The next one, what will happen? So, you understand where we get all these verses, huh? Now, the next one. Sorry. Now, what happens next? So, we saw three and a half years. Now, that is the dragon, all right? That is Satan himself. Satan himself. So, if you see here, so there will be three characters. Uh, there'll be three characters. Beg your pardon. So there is the third character, the dragon, which is Satan. So there are three characters. They will imitate the Holy Trinity. All right? There'll be Satan, there'll be the false prophet, there'll be the Antichrist, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is how they are. They will imitate Christ, all right, down to resurrection. And the world will worship Christ at that time. Now, what will happen next? I hope you're following. What will happen next? Now, then, the battle of Armageddon. At the end of the three and a half years, all right, what will happen? Now, Revelation 16 tells us the next thing. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. You see, that was the false prophet, right? For there are spirits of devils working miracles. Please know, miracles that you keep hearing in the charismatic movement. You cannot just say, as long as miracles is from God. The Bible tells us, devils working miracles. The deception. Now they will go forth unto the kings of the earth. And now it says, to gather them to battle of the great day of the God of God Almighty. They were actually, at the end of the three and a half years, they will gather to fight against God. Can you imagine that? People on earth will amass their nuclear power, their rockets, their aeroplanes, whatever, all the military power. They will gather them to fight against God. That is what Satan will do. Now, they say, the Bible says, now we must watch. We must watch. Now, then it's verse 16. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Armageddon. Now, this is where we understand what happens at the end of the three and a half years. You see, so for three and a half years, he's going to wreak havoc on earth. At the end of it, God, he will gather them to fight against God here. This is the battle of Armageddon. All right? Armageddon. This is where we get the battle of Armageddon. At the end of the seven years. This is where, now, what will we see? All right, what, we, what will we see? Can you imagine men will gather to fight against God? That is how blind they are at that time. Sorry. What will happen at that time? Well, now let us let us turn. Let us turn to Revelation, please. 
Revelation chapter 20, uh, 19, all right? Now, Revelation 19. Now, this is where we've been reading all the time. Now, look up here. This is the description of what is going to happen here. All right? End of the three and a half years in Revelation 19. Now, verse 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. All right? Now, we know that this is Jesus Christ. He will come on a white horse. Verse, verse 12 describes um, how he will look at that time. Verse 13, he will be clothed in vesture deep in the blood and his name is called the Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Christ. Christ, the Word of God will come. Christ himself on the white horse. Now, and then look at verse, um, verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him, followed him upon the white horse, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Who are they? Us. So here, Christ will come, Christ will come and we, we will come within with him, all right? Now, and then, um, verse 16 tell us, well, the name on his thigh was the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's why we often refer to Christ as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So here, Christ will come. Now, what will happen at that time? What will happen at that time? There will be a great battle of Armageddon, we saw, and look at verse 17. I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourself together at the supper of the great God. Meaning to say, there will be such a great destruction. All right? Those that fight against God, they will all just die. The earth will be filled with dead bodies. And the angel will say, come and eat crows, ravens, come and eat these dead bodies. The earth will be filled with blood. All right? When Christ come and destroy these ones. A great battle. Now, and then it says, um, verse 18, that they may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses, and then that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and born, both great and small. So whether, so at that time, the kings of the earth, the powerful men of the earth, they will just be, be killed by Christ when he comes and their bodies will be eaten up on earth. So it's a terrible scene. Now, and then, look at verse 20. And the beast was taken, and him, and him with, with him, the false prophet, that, they wrought, that wrought miracles before him, and which deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them which worshipped his image. And then, verse, verse 20, verse, and it says, These both were cast alive into the lake, in the, into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. So what will happen here to number one and number two? What will happen to number one and number two? The Bible tells us, right, Antichrist and the false prophet. Now here they will be cast into the lake of fire. The two of them. Now they will be cast alive. So it will be the most painful, scary thing, all right? They will feel the full, the full wrath of of the lake of fire. Now, there is a difference between hell and lake of fire. We'll see after. So, right? You must know in your heart and mind. That's, the Bible differentiates them. But they were cast into the lake of fire. So the first two um, beings that will be cast into the lake of fire is Antichrist and the false prophet. Now, what will happen to the third one, Satan himself, the, the great dragon? Look at chapter Revelation chapter 20. And I saw an angel came down from heaven having a key 
to the of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand and he laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and satan right so this satan has the name of devil and satan and bound him for a thousand years and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled after that he must be loose a little season so god says that this this two cast into the lake of fire but satan is cast into the bottomless pit bottomless pit for a thousand years so he will be there during this one thousand years but god says he will be released at the end of the thousand years all right so but now we've covered this period we've covered this uh, we covered this period we covered this period we covered this time and now we want to see this period what happens during this period all right i'll show you the bible verses the millennium the millennium now the millennium the bible describes the millennium to us in isaiah chapter 11 we studied this in detail in our bible study the wolf shall dwell with the lamb the leopard shall lie with the kid the calf with the young lion and fatling together a little child shall lead them so at that time little children will will lead these animals like their pets wolves leopards lion they are like pets at that time men and beasts will even live in peace now next one the cow shall bear feet and the young ones lie together lions shall eat straw lions now become herbivorous all right and they will not eat animals anymore the suckling child shall play with the whole of the ass children will play with the nest of snakes poisonous snakes today but they will play with them put their hands in them um, into their den they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy hill holy mountain all right and the earth shall be filled with knowledge so so during the millennium this is what it looks like i always look forward to to being able to touch pet and see the glorious creation of god of a lion today i cannot get close to it right i go to the zoo there's a glass i can look very close but that's all now then they say and during that period in isaiah 65 there should be no more thence infant of days nor a man that hath not filled his days for the child shall live an hundred years old so at that time children are 100 years old like children all right so life men will have long life all over again now the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and at that time zechariah also tells us at that time all nations will cut that will come against jerusalem and they say lead us to worship the king all right so during that time nations will all submit to god and say lead us to the king but there will still be unbelievers you must know that now and it says this i want you to notice in verse 17 and it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families the earth unto jerusalem to worship the king the lord of hosts even upon them shall be no rain so you imagine you imagine at that time and it's amazing at that time during this period those that will not worship god god says now you can live next to each other but on the believers land there is rain so they will have food fruits on the unbelievers land just next door no rain they will see all these miracles they will see christ ruling on on earth they will see miracles that god performed but yet they will not believe in god amazing isn't it 
Now, that's why don't blame anti Satan. At this time, Satan is bound. But man, God proves to man that even without Satan, you will still sin and reject me. So there will be unbelievers at that time. So, now, so that is what it happens. Now, what happens next? There will be at the end of the thousand years. Now, it says, when the end of the thousand years are expired, Satan will be loose. And he shall go out to deceive the nations which are on the four quarters of the earth in Revelation. Eh? Gog and Magog, he will gather them to battle. So, and then he will gather them to battle. Let me just show you. So at this point, when Satan is released, he will gather the unbelievers to fight against God again. Now, what will happen at that time? And they went up to the breadth of the earth, compassed the camps of the saints about the, and gathered around Jerusalem, beloved city. And God simply says, the fire, the fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. That is it. That is it. All right? And then the devil and that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they shall be tormented day and night forever. Let's come back to here. What will happen? Satan thinks, this time I can win. People who are against God, this time we can win. The last time here we failed, this time we can win. But God simply says, fire came down, finish. Maybe you want to, wow, all the battle, no. Just one, just one phrase, fire came down from God, finish. There is the power of God. Satan is so useless against God, just, and it's gone. All right, so God tells us that Satan now will join. He will be, he will be cast into the lake of fire to join number one and number two false prophet and um, antichrist. He will join. And God says forever and ever, they will be in the lake of fire. Now then what happens next? What happens next? Now look at Revelations. Wait, did I, let me see if I gave you the verses. Yes. Revelation 21. Uh, no, we need to turn to Revelation. Sorry, Revelation chapter 20. Now, what will happen at the end? Verse 11. All right, chapter 20. Verse 11, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. So there's a great white throne. And I saw dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were open. Another book was open. And then people were judged out of the books. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead. Now, what does the Bible tell us? Look up here. The Bible tells us what will happen at this point. At this point, Satan is cast into a lake of fire. Now, at this point, there was also the great white throne judgment. The Bible says there's a great white throne. Everyone will be judged before God. So those that are against God, so they're all now at judgment day. This is judgment day. Those that were dead, dead here, they will be lifted up of the sea of the land and they will stand before God. And God says now, at this judgment, they that don't believe in God, judge out of books, and they will be cast into the lake of fire. And the Bible tells us that the lake of fire, uh, sorry, the hell and those people in hell will all be cast into the lake of fire. So hell and the people in hell will all be cast into the lake of fire. All right? Now, the question is this. Where is the bima seat judgment of the believers? Because even believers will be judged. You and I, how we live our life will be judged also. First Corinthians tells us, so, all right, the Bible tells us, all right, there is the, we will all stand before the judgment seat, which is the bima. In Greek, it's bima, judgment seat of Christ. And we will receive things done in our body. 
We will not be cast into hell and the lake of fire. We will not. We are saved by, great, by, by Christ. But how we live, what we do on earth, now we will receive rewards or lose rewards. We will be judged, all our work. All right? Now where does this Bimasit judgment occur? Well, some believe that it is together here. Some believe that at the point of rapture, that is where the Bema seat of judgment. We don't really know. God is not very clear. But we know there is a Bema seat judgment. Okay, we know. Now, then the Bible we read in Revelation 21. Now, after that, new heaven and new earth. New heaven and new earth. By the way, at this point, at this point, the earth will be so devastated. Satan will create such havoc. Just like today, you see, people cause war in nations and the whole nation is just, the whole face of the nation is just, just in chaos and and dead bodies everywhere. Now, this will be like that. So before the thousand years occur, when, you, when we study the book of Daniel, there is a period, a number of days here where God will renovate the earth. Renovate the earth so that this one, 1,000 years will be a wonderful earth. All right? So there's one new heaven and new earth here. But this is the eternal have new heaven and new earth. Totally different. No more sea here, for, for example. Okay? Jerusalem will be the capital city of the world. Now, last three minutes. I ask you this. If we are all going to be raptured here, why does God tell us all these things? For what? Tell us all the suffering for what? Why does God want to tell us all these things? Because we'll be raptured. Number one, there will be people here that need to know. The Bible will still be there. They need to know. They'll encourage to live for God. Number two, why does the Bible want to tell us about all this? The millennium. Number two, now, the study of eschatology, the whole point about this, I want you to concentrate on this. Number one is to tell you, these people, they will suffer great tribulation, but they will live holy lives for God. They will persevere. You and I today are not in great tribulation. We have all the peace. We have all the opportunities. We have all the um, freedom to live for God. There is no excuse for us to say it's too difficult. No matter how difficult you think it is in your family, in your personal life, it is nothing compared to the people at this time. We must be saying, there is no excuse. I must make full use of my freedom to live for God. The third one, and the final one. Why does God show us all this? Now, in here, Bible tells us, they that are faithful will rule over many cities. Bible tells us there is reward for those that live for Christ. Now, what I'm saying is this. Last color, right? I don't know what other color to use. This, all right? Now, how you live your life during period number one is going to determine what you are in period number three and period number four forever and ever. Everything that you do now, live in the light of what God wants you to be here. The point about God revealing all this to you is this. God has great plans for you and I here, but it depends on how we live now. That is why God wants you to know all this. Everything that God gives you, your abilities to study, your job to make money, your family to have um, a family life, everything that God gives you, your health, it's all for you to use, I repeat. It's all for you to use them to prepare yourself for this period and this period. 
But Satan deceives us. Live for now. Live for now. Use everything that God gives to you. Abuse it for now. It is very foolish. Because Satan knows he will fail. But he wants to make sure you fail in eternity as well. You may be in heaven, but you will suffer loss. I say in my final statement for this chapter, everything that God gives to you now is God giving you to make sure you use them to live a life for Him. Use it for Him. Give up the world so that at this period, you will not suffer loss. Let us pray.